Welcome to January's book review for the 12, A Transformational Journey Through the Minor Prophets by Parker Bradley. Drawing from the insights of the minor prophets in the Bible, the 12 is an encouraging but also challenging resource for followers of Jesus and anyone wanting to honestly understand how God reveals himself in Scripture. If you haven't heard the introduction episode, go ahead and do that. It only takes a few minutes and will explain what the plan is going forward. We covered the chapter on Obadiah last month and are covering the chapter chapter on Jonah in this episode. Bradley starts out by saying the account of Jonah is relatable. In some ways it is, in other ways it isn't. I have not been as mad at God as Jonah was. By God's grace, I won't be. Having said that, Jonah's anger was not met with anger from God, only compassion. As always, God sees the bigger picture and he sees into the heart. So God saw where Jonah's anger stemmed from. Bradley makes a good point. People run from God for all different reasons. And that doesn't stop when you start following Jesus. He mentioned how we could run away from smaller tasks like sharing our faith with our neighbor or someone at the bus stop for that matter. It all adds up to running away. The account of Jonah can stir up emotions in us. For example, Jonas was rebellious or why in the earth was he so angry? Or why would he run away from God? The list could easily continue. Bradley asks us not to judge Jonah. More importantly, God tells us not to judge. Matthew 7.1 says, Judge not, that ye be not judged. I can't imagine being as reluctant and angry at God as Jonah had been, but I haven't been in Jonah's shoes. Jonah was so reluctant to answer his calling that he was willing to die. Using that context, Parker Bradley shines the light on the part of Jonah's account that may not always be the focus, because we aren't given the details in Jonah's account. But the Bible offers more details in other books, such as Kings, as to what was going on in Jonah's day. I remember the cruelty of the Assyrians because of the king of Judah, Hezekiah's prayer, after the king of Assyria had threatened him yet again. The king of Assyria had sent the threat to Hezekiah through his messengers. And it says, Thus you shall speak to Hezekiah king of Judah, saying, Do not let your God, in whom you trust, deceive you, saying, Jerusalem shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Look, you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all lands by utterly destroying them, and shall you be delivered? That account can be found in Second Kings. And I remember very, very well from studying Hezekiah's response, and I've always thought his prayer was so beautiful, and so I'm going to read out what his response was. And Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. 
Then Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherubim, you are God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see, and hear the words of Sanasherib, which he has sent to reproach the living God. Truly, Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste the nations and their lands, and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were not gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore they destroyed them. Now therefore, O Lord our God, I pray, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord God, you alone. That's 2 Kings 19, 14-19. This was the nation Jonah was called to to deliver a message. Hence the emotional roller coaster of an account we see in Jonah. Bradley brings up some key points that it is best to just uh, list, you know, because I just have an, an, an overview because it is better that you listen to it firsthand via the audiobook because he goes into such great depth about each of these points and does such a good job of explaining it, explaining it all that I think, um, of course, that's why I do these reviews to point you to the source that I'm reviewing. So the list is, uh, the list goes like this. Point one, we cannot flee from God. And Bradley, um, references that from Psalm 139, 8 through 10. Another point, do we really think that fleeing from God is fleeing from what is good? Of course not, because God is good. So if you're fleeing from God, then we are fleeing from goodness. Our rational thoughts versus God's plan for us. Our thoughts are not like God's. That's what scripture says. His thoughts are higher. Our choices may make things worse because we refuse to humble ourselves to God's plan. And in the account of Jonah, we saw that on the boat. He put the lives of the men on the boat in danger. There was a huge storm because Jonah was running away from the Lord. Assyria responded to God's message. Therefore, God showed them mercy. God's plan is to save even the people who we do not think should be saved. Thank God for his mercy, wisdom, and power. And thank God it is not humans, us, who get to judge and say yes or no to who will be saved. Parker Bradley references Matthew 18, 10-14. How God leaves the 99th sheep to search for the one that is lost. And I like Bradley's analogy between the plant and Jonah's thoughts about God's mercy towards Assyria. Jonah didn't consider Assyrians, who were also God's creation, worthy to be saved. But they were also part of the lost sheep. And Bradley also references 2 Peter 3.9 which talks about how God doesn't want anyone to perish. And the last point of this overview is, can we in our Christian walk become jaded, lazy, and hardened to the awe of God? 
Bradley has a section about whether people thought the account of Jonah was a real event or a parable. I have always thought of it as a real event, as it does not have the same context as a parable. Bradley does an excellent job of referencing scripture and the misguided wisdom of man and expecting miracles to be something that can be understood and explained. So if Jonah being caught in a fish for three days is hard to explain, it's because God was part of that. It's it's a miracle. <laughs> Bradley also does a good job at highlighting what's important about this account. He highlights, as he puts it, when God shows up, you can bet something pretty awesome is about to happen. And God's encounter with Jonah was nothing short of awesome. God didn't give up on Jonah, even though Jonah wanted to give up on himself and others, in fact, a whole nation. God told Jonah that the people of Nineveh, or Nineveh, depending on how you pronounce it, did not know their right hand from their left. That's in Jonah 4.11. God had a reaction full of compassion, such is the God of Israel. God's character shines as it's referenced in Jonah 4.2. And Jonah 4.2 says, For I know that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. Jonah is only four chapters, yet it is truly packed with lessons, and most importantly, God's character. I had a hard time scaling things down to write the notes for the podcast. Bradley's review was just over an hour, about an hour and 15 minutes, and he managed to pack in a lot of scripture-based content. It was thoroughly enjoyable, and I look forward to circling back to this chapter at a later date. I listen to The Twelve via www.audible.com. Thank you very much for listening to this review. Until next time, peace be with you.